This episode of Friends of Flow is brought to you by NCLEX Mastery. If you're a nursing student and you're about to take your NCLEX, you need to go to the App Store right now and download NCLEX Mastery. All right, welcome. Uh, We are just about to start our first official podcast. Friends of Flow. Friends of Flow. Friends of Florence Nightingale. Florence, Mm -hmm. oh, I like that. Uh huh. Friends of Flow. I'm definitely one. Uh, I'm not a nurse, but I'm, my name is Douglas Cloven. I am nothing as far as these guys go. They're going to introduce themselves here next. You're Dougie C. I'm Dougie C. It's going to hang with me forever. I accidentally introduced myself as Dougie C to be funny on a, the Facebook Live we just did, and I'm going to regret it forever. So that's great. Uh, Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself first? Yes, I'm Andrew Witters. I'm a DMP prepared uh, family nurse practitioner. Um, I've been practicing for the past five years as a, uh, nurse practitioner and, uh, I've been a nurse for the better part of 10 years, over 10 years now. So I'm Tess Judge Ellis and I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm in family practice and I am in psychiatry both have a doctorate in nursing practice. I also teach at the university of Iowa college of nursing and I'm also a, uh, I can't remember the associate lecturer for Fitzgerald Health Education Associates. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of titles. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Just Tess. Hi, I'm Rebecca Porter. Um, I was a bedside nurse for uh, a long, long time and then in Canada. And then um, I became a nurse practitioner, did a master's degree in the nursing science at Simmons College in Boston and practiced as a nurse practitioner for about 10 years. And then when the ethical issues became more than I could understand and bear, I returned to school to do a PhD in nursing with uh, ethics, both religious studies and um, healthcare ethics as my focus. Um, I created a job for myself as an ethics resource nurse uh, at the University of Iowa Hospital and have been there for about five years working part-time. And I... So if um, we get off course and we start going the wrong direction, you'll ethically bring us back to... I will bring you morally to the (laughs) ground. Yeah, to our moral center (laughs) of the conversation. Good. All right. Well, thank you so much. And Andrew, again, we just did this Facebook Live and you thought there was a question we really should touch on. Yeah, I I think we should give a little shout out here to uh, Cynthia Durantes. And forgive me if I'm uh, butchering your name there, Cynthia, but uh, she has a great question. Uh, um, Any tips on starting as a newbie grad with experienced nurses. I I think this is perhaps um, uh, a concern that a lot of people uh, have. I know it was, it was one of mine. I, I, I personally started at the university of Iowa um, in the department of pediatrics and the PICU and NICUs. I I think one of the the best things a, a a newbie uh, could do it using Cynthia's uh, words um, is to ask your experienced staff questions, ask how they, how they prioritize their day, how they prioritize their duties for the patient. And, and when I say duties, I mean like the, the, the clinical responsibilities on a day-to-day basis. I think this will ultimately lead to um, uh, your own way of prioritizing your actions throughout the course uh, of a day being a bedside nurse. And um, it'll also increase your confidence as you make those habits your own. And, and you can learn from 
um, sometimes just observing what an experienced nurse is doing or, or not doing for, for the better or for the worst. And, and I think that... Um, Andrew, did you get any pushback from that, from the nurses? From the nurse, I, I, I mean, you're one charming guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, how was that hard to do? I, and, well, and for me, it, for me, I think initially it was. I mean, I, I was, I remember starting off being really shy, frankly, and, and I, I was, I, I remember being feeling introverted with with my uh, with my approach to to my to my colleagues. Um, so, but were they nice to you? I could see people being afraid that they're not going to be nice. Yeah. You know, it's oh, intimidating. Actually, actually uh, I, I, so in, in some cases, it was just the opposite effect. So how did you know who so, to trust? I, I didn't. <laughs> so, I, so I think no. it was just important. Whoever I saw helping take care of my patient, I would just ask them, well, well hey, can you teach me more about your respiratory therapy? I mean, if, you, if, you, if you saw right. a respiratory therapist. But would, but would then, I? Go ahead. But then if you uh, saw a nurse assisting with... Uh, say um, administration of a drug. Hey, can you show me how to do that? Mm-hmm. What, what 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 are the the things that you look out after? I, I've I've read X Y Z. You know this this might be what what happens. But what have you seen in your clinical experience? One of, one I, of the I, things I, I encountered. Sorry to interrupt, Andrew. Was I really liked your idea of going to other people to going to the respiratory therapist and asking a question? Yes, indeed. And I who I learned most from was a nursing assistant. And mm. I followed her around. She had been, I was working in a very tiny rural hospital in Alberta. And I felt this nursing aide, as we called them, um, had been there for, I think, 40 years. She knew everybody in town. Mm-hmm. So she knew the story of every person that was there. But she knew how to be a nurse. And I followed her around and I would always watch her and ask her questions. And so I think it's really important when you're new to really watch a lot of people. Yes. And know that some people aren't going to give you a good answer. Some people are going to be tired and burned out. Right, right. And so you have to be able to figure out who is going to be, um, air quotes here, safe um, to ask to questions. nurture me yes. and to mentor me. So is there, a, is there a way to find that person who's like, is there symptoms I should be looking for for burnout? <laughs> They're like, I'm not going to ask that well, person for in, advice. In my, in, in my Look at their hair, perhaps, it's frazzled. Well, well and, and perhaps like this, this touches on the, the psychology of just interaction, but people who are generally coming to work smiling, excited to give report, uh, those are the people I latched onto because yeah. they were generally open to to my questions, they're uh, they're open to they they wouldn't attack my my humility, my 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 humbleness, and not knowing something. Instead, they would say, "Well, hey, this is this is what I do, kiddo." You know, and and that, those are the people I enjoy being around. And those are, and those are well, the people they probably I, I also liked. picked up on the fact that you admired them a bit. Yeah, I well, know, and I think well, there that, is something flattering about being a nurse. Sure. And now that I'm in the, I mean, now that we are in the position that we're, in, I mean, we get questions. From from younger nurses, and I, I love that that nurturing that you can influence someone's thinking. Being a mentor, right? And also, you learn when you have a student or a new graduate with you. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you current in the literature. Yes, and to see how your own practice, mm-hmm. or for me, how my own practice was, um, was I always most current with what? But in, back to your question, Doug, about um, the attributes of a good mentor. 
Um, I liked your comment, Andrew, about watching how people come to work. Yeah. And I would not hang out with the people that are sitting at the desk gossiping. Um, I would I would look for the attributes of a positive attitude of how people are presenting themselves to the patients how engaged they are with their patients how well they seem to know about the person who their patient is exactly um, so in that that then going back to the original question from Cynthia about how do I step in it seems like maybe that's some good advice as well as how to present herself in that same way that that you're saying the the good mm-hmm. mentors look, I, I I think that that has to do with uh, internal confidence. Um, I I I don't know if there's a a great way to present yourself other than saying, "Hey, I'm I'm brand new." Um, I, I I went into it just openly wearing my heart on my sleeve, which I think worked to my advantage for some people, but but other people just kind of. Uh, as we were talking about earlier, just sort of ate me up, and so, but I, but I think what I gained from from, from what do you that mean was, ate me up? Uh, well, they would. Um, I, th- I keep hearing that eat their young. Yeah, eat their, eat their young. That's that. right. And I think I, I think uh, to Rebecca's point uh, of, I think those are typically your typically now like your your, your burnt out nurses who they might have had just enough of of mentoring. They may have had. Well, you should just know this. This is this is you should learn this in nursing school. When what are they teaching you these yeah, days? Yeah. When, when indeed it's it might be an attribute that just comes with experience rather than from a textbook or from a lecture. Um, and so, so again, I guess back to before we go down that the rabbit hole of uh, of um, you know the, the the horizontal violence, lateral violence. Um, I I think Cynthia um, just just having the humility to to express to another professional, another nursing professional that, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily know this right now, but can you show me, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, whether it be uh, a a medication, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe something about a procedure that a person had just gotten back from the operating room uh, from, or, or or maybe um, a question about a disease process. They don't, they may not, they might be unfamiliar with what kind of nursing interventions can we do uh, here? Um, how do you make this patient feel comfortable after a, uh, a chemo treatment? Um, you know, and I want to interrupt because, you please. know, I'm just flashing back, Andrew, to when you were a brand new nurse practitioner <laughs> student and you spent time in my clinic. And that's I right. think that that's right. Because yeah, you taught drove, him. I did. Right. She did. He was, yes, I, right. I, one of my practices is in a rural <laughs> community and I was in south of Iowa City. So we would drive down. I'd pick him up at the mall and we would drive down together 45 minutes and he would chirp 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 and ask (laughs) questions the whole way down and then we would talk all the way back so but what i was noticing about is the way that you phrased your questions you know is not this like what do i do now or how do i do this but you know it's not about you it's about asking somebody else on how to how did you make that look so easy how did you know, or how do you know what I'm saying? Like his questions didn't reflect his anxiety, his question, and like, oh my God, I'm going to make a mistake. It reflected his, I want to learn from you because I see sure. you're the best. Yeah. And, it, you know, maybe that's why we're still in touch. Because yeah. I felt always like, <laughs> like most of us, if we love what we do, we want to share that. And yes. Andrew, that's what you did when we were together, Andrew. Yes. yes. And he well, was very good. Yeah. in that, it was a way to just pull out the best in me was for him to ask me, not just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do now, but like and to changing the tone of the question to 
how did you do that test? How did yeah. you know that this wasn't that you needed to use this? And now, in the way, sometimes I'll say, Andrew, go to the damn book. You know, <laughs> you can, you know, or or get your book out and ask me a question that's really that I, I don't have to spout off what I know, but you know, this kind of like yeah. process oriented stuff and that's the curiosity. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah think, that's right. And yeah. I wish Andrew that we had had a chance to work together. It would have been such fun. But I remember <laughs> back those years, Tess and I first met as nurse, new, relatively new. Oh, yeah. Pretty new nurse pretty practitioners. New nurse practitioner, the two, within yeah. the first couple of years of being a nurse practitioner. And, um, our exam rooms at the VA were next door to each other and there were frequently knocks at the door and and asking each other for verification or did I hear this right? Or, need another brain. Need another brain on this. <laughs> yeah. And so it was um, it was developing a relationship with other people as well sure. who were of similar experience and just saying, hey, let's go look this up or yeah, this is what I learned. I think you're on the right track. One of the... So, Cynthia, your question is so good, um, <laughs> and and I really like Tess's answer in showing your curiosity that is embedded with respect for the person yeah, that you're asking. That's a good point. Yeah, you know that's that right. we respect is earned mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from one another. Mm-hmm. And so after having watched some of the nurses you've worked with, you begin to see those attributes that we spoke about earlier. Yes. And and then you can begin to develop a relationship with people that um, you trust to right. ask the questions that they're not right. going to gobble you up. Right. So, and I think to, just to finish, I think to notice that about yourself, if you find as a new grad you're retreating more and more and isolating more and more and not wanting to reach out, mm-hmm. that would be a red flag in my book. For that, what test? Yeah. Well, a red flag for, for I think what that, to do. What would you that, do? You know, as a nurse, as a new nurse, you have something to offer. You are, you are, uh, uh, and they're putting stuff into you. They want you to stay around, hopefully, and they. So don't ever feel like you are, you might feel like you're the lowest person on the totem pole, but you have value and worth, and you need to acknowledge that. And if you're not getting what you need, um, make sure that you ask yourself, am I asking the right person, you know, am I getting shut down in a, in a negative way, and then, and, and then a lot of us, I mean, you struggle so hard to become a registered nurse, don't waste your time sinking and shrinking away from situations. Move forward and mm-hmm. seek help. And if it's not, if it gets too overwhelming, then, you know, you need professional help, too, mm-hmm. to sort through a situation. There's a lot of overwhelming feelings when you're a new grad and a new system and all of that That's sort of thing. True. And I guess a red flag for me would be if, if I stopped, you know, seeing my friends, if I stopped reaching out, to, if I thought I had to do it all by myself, and I couldn't access care, access care for myself and for patients if I didn't know I, who to turn to. Mm-hmm. Then, um, and this, and we were talking earlier about questions that you should be asking when you're interviewing, right? right? I and wanted so, to take, thank yeah. you for bringing but that up. But first, just, really, just to finish that, yeah. Well, I think this is a great time for a break, and then we're going to come back and, and uh, answer this next question here. So let's go All right, break. break away. 
Here at NCLEX Mastery, we love nurses and especially nursing students, but we need your feedback about this podcast. If you have ideas on topics or you have questions you want us to answer, shoot us a message, leave a comment, go to our Facebook page and just tell us what you think because we want to help you in the most specific way that you need that help. Thank you so much. And we're back and we were just talking about... uh... (laughs) Well, we were talking about the red flags of when you know that you're you're isolating yourself. You're not you're not finding those mentors to ask questions of as a new nurse and a new with uh, surrounded by experienced nurses. And Rebecca, you had just said it brought you to something about the interview process of looking for places in the first place. I think um, it's really important to realize that the market. It, the healthcare market is in the favor of registered nurses. Wherever you want to practice, mm-hmm. there will be a job. It always hasn't been like that. And many years we had to just take whatever was offered out there. Um, what kind of place do you want to work in? That's a really important question to ask yourself. Do you want to work in a big medical academic center? Do you want to work in a small county hospital? Do you want to be a community health nurse? And and what kind, what's drawing you to what kind of nursing? Do you want to do oncology? Do you want to do adult or pediatric? Do you want to do OB? Where do you want to be? What kind of, and to, as Tess was talking about earlier, is to really know what kind of person you are. So that by knowing yourself and understanding who you are and what your strengths and weaknesses are, you begin to want to look for the kind of environment you want to work in. So what kinds of questions do you want to ask? You go, so uh, my question ahead, is, what is the, what's the hallmark of an effective unit and effective team and effective environment. What would be some hallmarks mm. of that? Some, mm. um, like if you were in a unit that was bragging about itself and wanting to sell itself, <laughs> what would you look for on the unit? I would look for a Beacon Award. I would look for positive evidence of strong cohesion, that the people who work there have worked towards a goal an achievable goal, and have received that um, award for their work in striving towards that goal. That said, I want there to be evidence that there aren't cliques, uh, little gangs of nurses that are roving around, um, but really looking for cohesion. And what's the, what's the vision? I would ask a nurse manager, what's your vision for this unit? Mm-hmm. And how does that match what your vision is for mm-hmm. this That's job? That's a great question, I think. And what's the mission? I know the mission of the hospital. I know the mission of the organization. Let's keep our patients alive. Is yeah. it just <laughs> keep your patient alive when you receive them at the beginning of the that's shift? That's not and, a bad one. No, I, that's I, not no, a it's essential. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. except if you're wanting a good death, you may not want to be alive. At the, you know, it's reaching the patients. And what I want to know from a unit is whose goals are you working towards? How does this unit strive for helping people who are patients on their unit find out what their own goals are for that hospitalization? 
and to understand what the human goals, the patient's goals are, and how does that fit with what the unit vision is and what the, how they operationalize that and what their, their mission is on that unit. So one of the things you had, you had asked about was the uh, exit of nurses from the bedside. Is that something that you're kind of touching on here that um, you want to see if, is this something that is a priority to this unit in that interview process? I, yeah, in the interview process, I would be asking, how long do people stay here? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And and what I don't know whether you would get the, a, a complete answer is asking, why did the last five people leave? That's not a bad way to look at it. And, and to see whether you can get, um, a, you know, if you get an honest answer like, well, you know, it's so busy here. It's really, really busy here. And we ask a lot of our staff. Um, there's overtime. There's extra time. We are short-staffed. And we ask a lot of our staff. And this is a really hard, busy unit with multiple admissions and discharges every day. Um, that will give you a sign whether that fits who you are. I know that I could not work in a really busy unit with a lot of admissions and discharges because I like to focus on one person at a time. So ICU really was my fit because I could get to know that person and that family very well and and could have a sense of control. Other people really thrive, like in an emergency department, of this constant flow of busy and sick, and I do not thrive in that kind of environment. I think maybe even practically speaking, how many traveling nurses do you have on your unit? That oh, that might be a, be a nice question. metric. That's, that's, a, a, reasonable that's question. a reasonable question. But I, why, why nationwide are there so many nurses who like to travel? And I'm wondering if it's um, the new normal, that, mm-hmm. that when I was in my early 20s, I got kind of plunked into a job because the market was so narrow that I needed to get a, any job. And it was not a good fit for a whole bunch of reasons. And then I ended up moving far, far away from home and staying in a place that I really loved. Um, but I think... I think the world is changing so quickly that people don't have that sense of commitment to being in one place for very long. And gosh, if I were younger and didn't have the life that I have now, there's some attraction. Oh, for sure. I can totally see There's attraction to Mm -hmm. working somewhere for three weeks and then going to a rural place just to live in a quiet little place. And then there's... So I don't, and then moving to Boston and Los Angeles, I would be all over the place because I love to travel and yeah, experience. And w- when you asked that question, was that on the positive side or the negative side of a, of a department saying, yes, we have you know, 17 I, or mm-hmm. no, we have two? Which I think one's a little good? bit. I think that your point to commitment is interesting, you know, and I think it's changing with generations that this idea of how nurses show commitment and how units develop committed employees. Mm. So um, one of my best friends is a manager of an emergency department out near Boston, and she 
how do they get commitment? So how do you, like if someone's going on maternity leave, how does do people suck it up and move past that knowing that, that it's going to be them? How do you get commitment to the overall goal? So I think that travel nursing, I love the idea. I think I would have enjoyed it too for a time in life. But then how do you get to a unit where that first line manager, I always think that it's a, that the first line manager is such an interesting position. It's so under-recognized as a position. And it's the, I used to joke that, um, that, you know, the reason I can stay at big institutions, so like I can stay at the University of Iowa and I can stay in the Catholic Church is because I have good first line managers, right? So that like, <laughs> like the, um, like the, like I might not agree with what the regents say at the university level, and I yeah, might not always agree right. with the Pope or, or you know, the structure <laughs> of the Catholic Church, but I love my parish priest, and I love my first manager at the at the university, and I yeah. love the people I work with. So, you know, you always, there's always crapola in a major system, you know, if you're going to work in a hospital system. Somebody, you're always answering to the man. Do you know what I'm saying? And the, so if you've got someone in that first-line manager who can buffer... Because I like to think that I have something to offer. Like, so, okay, the bishop in the Catholic Church is the, um, has to answer to higher up. I mean, he's a company man, but he also has to have happy parishioners, right? So he, so, but the parish priest is the person who says, hey, these people are, don't like to do it this way or whatever, and they don't like this. And, yeah. and then we can translate the same at the college of nursing or at the university. You know, if I have a great manager who can say, you know, well, we have to follow these rules, and they, and but the, if I think that they're listening to me about what I, then I feel like I can stay in that institution. So I think that whoever the first line manager is is really important in a nursing setting, and along with your coworkers. And and I think another way is to right away get involved in the governance, like shared governance and become an active member in shared governance if you go to an academic hospital, to be involved in your professional organization, to join the American Nurses Association, to join the Iowa Nurses Association, to be involved and, and have a voice. Well, even at the unit levels, I mean, just joining sure. a, a committee. Yeah. I mean, for for a newbie especially, it would be a a, a nice way to develop those leadership qualities. I think you have I'm to fake it. it. They have, you know, at the beginning, it's such <laughs> I, a, you know, like they it, never think new it, yeah. grads never think that they're they're leaders. You yeah, know, but not everybody, or they're good enough. They or not that they're good everybody, enough. Right. Not everybody is a leader. There have to be followers too. Of, of, of course, I was and that's leadership. Leader. Though being a good le- a follower is leadership. Oh, well, sure, think. yeah. Define leadership to me. Because I, I never thought I would be a terrible. I think, I think perhaps being involved, just just the act of being involved and concerned for the the goals of your unit, puts you in a Inc- responsible role. Okay, that, so that responsibility. Is, that is widely, a widely defined, perhaps, a def- definition of of, of leadership. So uh, when I be, was in the military, yeah, it was a long list of characteristics. I mean, first of all, could you do enough push-ups? Sure. God dang, run the two mile run. Okay, that <laughs> was a major. <laughs> And pull-ups, too. That was the major... Um, Darn, I'm not a leader. Exactly. I am well, so you had, to, you had to look good in your uniform. That was a really good quality of a leadership. You yeah, had to, sure. have, yeah, you had look, to be yeah. decisive. You had to be somewhat of a, you know, outgoing, 
personality. You had, I mean, it was like that you had to be competent or expert at what you do. You had to not make too many waves, but you had to make enough waves. You had to make some impact. This is a whole list of things. Sure. And yeah. so, and I think that's kind of not where leadership is now. Now I'm trying to shift from doing everything or thinking I have to do it all to say, it's okay if my fingerprint is on something. Do you know? Sure. Well, that's that, what that's I mean leadership. By being a, and that's no, true. I think that no, you, I, I think, think that's part being of it a is. follower. It's being a good follower. You can be a cooperative. Like, I am not a leader. Oh, Rebecca. But I, 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 well, I, I would disagree with that I vehemently. Disagree but, um, um, really? but I think yes. that. But I do Let's like do the idea of, of having a. <laughs> of having well, look at the credentials behind your name. <laughs> yeah, but those are just. Think it's behind my name. That's well, why we're doing well, this, though, is well, because sure, nobody but, will, else will listen to us talk about how oh, things should right. be. But, right? but, doesn't that give you, but doesn't that give you? Don't those credentials at least give you the credence to talk about something that's in your your field of expertise? You know what happened when I first got my PhD? Well, no, when I first became. Well, no, when I was first. Like you get your RN for a long time on your name badge. It says student. Mm-hmm. And it's a very safe place to be. Sure it is. And then they put RN behind your name. You get RN behind your name. Nobody puts it there. You earn the RN. Sure you do. And then remember we were talking earlier about the Gallup poll puts nurses at the most trusted right. profession. Right, right. So you walk into a patient's room and you've got RN behind your name and they immediately trust you. So you don't want to mess up. And then... Well, then what happened to me was not happened. I decided after 25 years of being a nurse to become a nurse practitioner. And um, I was terrified. (laughs) I was terrified that I could prescribe drugs. I was so afraid of making a mistake. I was terrified that people would think I knew something when I felt like I didn't know anything. And then I got this (laughs) PhD thing and people think you know a lot more. You know, I know a tiny little tiny bit about one thing. Over the years, I've learned how to learn more, a lot more. Sure. Mm-hmm. But so, and that's where I think nursing is is, is the is the you know is that ultimately we're listening to patients, and that's where ultimately com- we are with the patient, and yep. we are being with them. In the most vulnerable time frames of their exactly. lives and concerning yeah. things, and it goes back to and, Cynthia's question about yeah. what to do as a new grad and and a new person on a new on a unit. All right. So while we're talking about Cynthia's question, I'm going to give you each one sentence as like your final thought of how you would give advice to Cynthia based on her question. We have it up here. I don't know. You well, you remember it at this point, but. Um, what is your one minute, one sentence answer to this, Andrew? I'm going to start with you again. One minute, oh, one sentence answer to her question, and that that is a that is a bunch of experienced What's nurses. What's it like to be a new person? I'm going to start out. I would say, okay, yeah, start test, out please, test, yeah, start us off. Yeah, go and ahead. And I say, um, you're worthy. You're worthy to be there, and you're <laughs> yeah. legitimate to be there. Keep that in mind and the humility Andrew spoke about. And then um, watch for concerning signs of your own mental health. That's um, so exercise, um, eating right, sleeping, sleeping, making sure that you're reaching out to your friends and getting support. And if you start to become angry or scared or something, get some what I call couch time. Go to professional 
Why not? Uh, everybody needs a little couch time. All the cool people have had couch time. So that's not, <laughs> so there you go. And by uh, that, I mean a good um, sounding board therapist. A lot of times friends can do it. Don't start drinking too much alcohol to cope. And so take care of yourself. That's yeah. my first advice. That's a run-on, run-on sentence. That, 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 that was, was one <laughs> specifically to the clinical uh, success of joining a new practice with experienced nurses be confident enough to ask questions and be humble enough to get advice. Period. That's my one nice. sense. Brilliant, Andrew. <laughs> okay, you guys have taken all the good answers. Okay. <laughs> You're back to me. A run-on sentence and a short sentence. I think that I, my best advice would be to trust yourself mm-hmm. and be who you are. And remember why you went into nursing. Always keep that. Why am I here? And the answer to that question will change over time. I agree. Uh, oh, is that wise or what? That yeah. is pretty good wise. Good sum, Rebecca. I think yeah. we all added something, and I hope that helps, Cynthia. Because, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think being a nurse, you have to be dynamic and a lifelong learner. It's such a and dang good field. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really, it, it is. Because, and, and I mean, I look, I, I reflect on my 10-year career, which I, I think is arguably on, on the short end uh, of, on this panel. But but it's changed so much in, in my in my short time in this profession. And I, I, I've, I feel like I've, I've grown and my priorities have certainly changed. One of the great questions to ask um, long-tenured nurses, whoever that might be, what keeps you here? Mm. What oh, keeps and this you seems here? like this could be a great topic for next time. <laughs> I as agree. We are. Yeah. Something for all of us to be thinking about in wherever we are. What keeps you here? I like <laughs> it. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we hope that you all enjoyed listening, and we will see you for many more of these. Thank Bye. you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Friends of Flow was brought to you by NCLEX Mastery. Go to the App Store right now, download NCLEX Mastery. And before you leave, if you could just share this with your nursing friends, tell them about us, leave us feedback, go to our Facebook page, tell us what you liked, tell us what you didn't love so much, be nice. But thank you so much. We really appreciate you.